Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Anime Coffee House. I am Jacob, here today again with Nicole, and today we're going to be talking about our top 10 anime and a little bit, like a brief explanation why they are in our top 10, just to give you guys a like inside look at kind of what we like and what's kind of like we put on a higher pedestal and compared to what we have seen. So Nicole, where do you want mm-hmm. to start today with this? Do you want to go uh, one one, like we go from ten down to one, and we each give our tens, our nines, or do you want to do full? Are we going? Are we going in order or no particular order? Because I would say like my top one or my top three is like pretty cemented, but after that, I don't really have a particular order. And I know I think you and I have a bit of overlap in our list, so fine. I don't know if you wanted to. That's why I, I was thinking we we could go. We'll go down from. We'll do our honorable mentions first. Uh, can I put a? Okay. You saw I put a couple in. You put a couple in, and then we'll go ten. Mm-hmm. We'll go each. You know, maybe we'll do like your ten to five, and then we'll do my ten to five, and then you know your five to one, my five to one, or vice versa. Okay. That's like a plan. Yeah. So. So first, for my honorable mentions, I put. I only have two because, like, these and these are the ones that most people put in their top tens, but I just haven't finished them for reasons I don't know. I mm-hmm. I like both of them a lot, and I think that they would be in my top ten if I finished them, but I, since I haven't, it's just I can't put it up there since I haven't finished it. Like, you know, sometimes that ending can just ruin it for you, although both of these are... One doesn't really have an ending, the other one uh, here was, like, one of the best endings, and so those two honorable mentions are number one code Gias, and then number two is hunter hunter i finished hunter hunter yet and you left off <laughs> are you still at like the castle invasion yeah i'm at the castle invasion for hunter hunter they just mm-hmm. you know um they kind of showed height as like this zombie thing and mm-hmm. uh gone like just saw him in that that form for the first time and it's like really fucking pissed yeah. off yeah um, yeah hunter hunters in my top 10 it yeah it isn't finished but at least the point that the anime ends it's not it does like wrap up like i guess the meat of the story so it's not you know it hurts that it's not finished but at least you're not left with this like big gaping hole in your heart yeah and then with code Gias, i left off like right when lelouch erases <laughs> that girl's memories of him I think that's the latest thing I can remember. That's the last thing I can remember of what I was watching. This he erased her memories. I don't know when that was, but that's like the last thing I can remember seeing. But up to that point, I was very much enjoying it. And it's like I scroll over it every day, like I should finish this, and then I just never do. There's no excuses why I don't finish it. I just never do. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well. So for my honorable mentions, I put Noragami just because I think Noragami would be in my top 10 if the manga was taken into consideration, but just what they've covered in the anime alone wouldn't put it in my top 10. But just since I started reading the manga, I've like, I'm so obsessed with this story. It's so good. The manga is amazing right now. I'm still holding out hope for a season three. I don't know if it will ever happen, but you know, we've talked a bit about Noragami, but I just love how it has the perfect mix of everything. 
like there's action there's slice of life there's comedy there's a romantic subplot which is kind of subtle in the anime but it's been kind of coming to fruit fruit how do you say it through tuition now whatever it's more prevalent in the manga now but it's just like a perfect balance and i wish there were more animes that had all those different elements and the word you I were also, trying to say is flourishing. Now you, I can't say it now because you. I thought it was like fruit, fruit. No, like fruit. No, oh gosh, fruit I'm just embarrassed. Mo- moving on before I further embarrass myself. But uh, for honorable mentions, um, I also put Tokyo Ghoul. But when I put Tokyo Ghoul, I was thinking of purely the manga because it's one of my favorite mangas. I'm not the biggest fan of the anime. I think if they had done a faithful adaptation, it probably would have been. It could have been amazing, but they didn't. So that's really sad. So Tokyo Gold, the manga, not the anime. And then not to be such a normie, but I had to put down Demon Slayer. It's just awesome. The only reason it's not in my top 10 is because it's not finished yet. And I kind of want to see how the story turns out. I still haven't seen the movie because I'm waiting for the North American release, but pretty excited for that. Yeah, I think the manga for Demon Slayer is finished. If I, I'm not positive. Don't don't quote uh-huh. me on it. I do believe that they did finish it. If I, if I remember correctly, so it's not like a super long series. So from what I understand, is there's this mo- there's the movie, and then they already announced another season, and then there would be one more season, or a season in a movie, and then the the story would be done. So yeah, and the worst part is they announced. The uh the second season I don't remember I I think it was for like winter like it was gonna be this year it's gonna come out this year um I don't remember when I think they said winter but they never announced when the movie was gonna come out so mm-hmm. but I'm in the same boat I do like it I don't I still don't know if it'd make my top ten but it would it would be close probably top fifteen maybe it it'd be it'd be up there depending uh-huh. on how it develops and then i've never watched tokyo ghoul because it just seemed too edgelord for me i was like you know i'm edgy but i'm not that edgy i i love that edgy stuff that edgy like dark tragedy depressing and uh yeah with with demon slayer i'm just a sucker for like that like a historical setting like swords demons i love all that and the animation is beautiful yeah, and I, when I remember watching that, and I was like, well, this is beautifully animated. And, like, I I know the studio's name, but I'm blanking on it for right now. I, mm-hmm. I know it. I've talked about it in the past with buddies of mine, but for some reason I cannot think. But I do know that they're the same ones that did the Fate series. And I have a Fate series on my top ten, and Fate has some of the best animation I've ever seen. Especially, like, the, the, the recent movies that came out with the Heaven's Feel movies are just some of the most beautifully animated things I've ever seen. So when I, like, found out that they did Demon Slayer, I was like, no wonder it's such a beautiful fucking anime. Like, it's just, they're amazing at what they do. They don't it's always have studio unfoldable. Unfoldable. Did I say that right? Sounds right. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I say most things correctly either, so I can't... <laughs> And then when I do know how to say something, someone says it wrong, and then my brain's like, wait, what? How does it say it again? Oh, God, what's going on? Okay, getting into the top tens, do you want to do, do you want to start with your ten through five and give a little brief explanation, ten, nine, eight, like why that is? Okay, or I could do, I could do like ten through seven, because 
Yeah, as I said, like my top three is like pretty set in stone and then like the the bottom seven, I wouldn't know really how to order them. Okay, but, works. Um, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> so um, as we discussed in the first episode, I have Death Note on here. It was the first anime anime like, you know, that I went up and searched like, I want to watch anime that I saw. Um, if I, so I did give it like a 10 out of 10 originally. Uh, I still love it. It's still definitely one of my all-time favorites. I don't know if I saw it now, if I would give it a 10 out of 10 now that I've seen what else is out there, but I love it. I think it really set the bar for what a, for psychological thrillers and the genre. And, you know, people still talk about it today. It's one of the most popular anime. So I, <laughs> I think it's pretty justifiable to be in my top did, 10. Did my negative outlook on it, like, make you go back and think about certain parts of the show and be like, you know what? Maybe he's right. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, you know, but um, <laughs> just a little bit. But I, I still love it. But like um, I said last week, too, I think if I watched that earlier on, I would have had the same love for it. But since I watched it later after watching so many things, it kind of yeah, just it like, didn't hold the same weight. Yeah, exactly. Since I saw it when I hadn't seen like many other animes, I didn't really know how to, I didn't know what to expect. So it blew my mind. And again, I still think it's great and like mind blowing. But um, yeah, I've now that I've seen more anime, I don't know if it necessarily would still be a 10 out of 10 for me. But yeah, I still believe it would be in my top 10. So and on here, I also have Fruits Basket which I'm really enjoying. I can't wait for the final season. I think it's coming out this spring or next spring, but um, I put off on watching this one so long just because I was never particularly interested in shoho animes and the whole, like, that genre. And the premise just, like, didn't... So the premise of it is you have the Soma family whose members are possessed by uh, spirits spirits of the Chinese zodiac so if they're hugged by a member of the opposite sex they turn into the corresponding animal so just from the premise it sounds like it would be a comedy but to me it's more of a drama and I don't know as far as like dramas go and romance for me it's kind of as good as it gets I'm super invested in the story I feel like a lot of these types of shows there's always that one or two episodes that you kind of have to force yourself to get through but this show like I've enjoyed every episode always wanting to see what comes next uh the artwork is beautiful um there's a psychological element element to it too where you see the members of the zodiac family the possession I'm sorry, the members of the Soma family, the possession by the Zodiac spirits, it's more of, it's a really is a curse. And it kind of goes into like their past and like their psychological hangups and yeah, <laughs> love it. I, I haven't <laughs> seen the whole thing. I, I've i seen bits and pieces of the, like the recent okay. stuff. Um, my ex-girlfriend was watching, I'd pop in every once in a while and watch an episode or, or two and I didn't hate it. I never it never caught my attention. Made me go, oh, I have to go watch this from the beginning, and be like super invested. But like I didn't hate it. Like I could see why people liked it. It just didn't catch my attention. Yeah, it has. Yeah, if it's your if it's your cup of tea, then it's your cup of tea. And if you love romance, you love dra drama, you love shoho, you love beautiful anime men. This is a great anime for you. And the music you is had nice me until well. the beautiful anime man, and then I was like, oh. 
Well, there's cute anime girls in it too. Um, I've been really like interested in reading the manga for this as well. And I haven't looked too much at it, but from what I have seen and like, I hope I don't hurt anyone's feelings, but like the anime for this is just like so beautiful. And like, not that the manga artwork is bad, but to me, it's just not on the same level. So I haven't read it for that reason, but I don't think I'll need to because they are going to finish it this spring. And then, so move. anyways, moving on, I also have Cowboy Bebop on here. Um, yeah, I love the music. If you're a fan of jazz music, this is great. I love how all the characters are kind of, in a way, running away from the past. And in the end, none of them can escape it. And it has great, it has great style. Um, Spike is super cool. I always want to, I want to be Spike. I feel like a lot of people who see this show want to be Spike as well. He's just super cool. Has so much like style. Um, I can relate. I can and then relate. I have, yeah, you can relate. <laughs> and then I have Steinsgate on here. I think Steinsgate is on your list too as well, right? Top 10. Yes. I won't say where, then, like, but it's, I, it's on there. Yeah, I think we both kind of feel the way, same way about it, that we love Stein's Gate, but we there is, like, some kind of debate, like, should it be in the top 10? Just because, like, those first 10 or 12 episodes, not that they were bad, they weren't bad at all. They were fine, but they weren't, like, masterpiece level, as was the second half of the series. Yeah. But I do feel, I do feel that, that the second half was, like, so good that it more than makes up for it, and I... Like, I could not stop watching this show. Like, constantly had to see what happened next. Yeah, For those in, of you... Yeah, uh -huh. In hindsight, when you're watching the show, though, like, when you're trying to get into it, yeah, those first ten episodes are boring, but they serve a purpose to where it kind of introduces you to each character. Yeah. And you fall in love with certain characters. And it's been a while, so I can't remember, like, anyone's name other than, like, Okubo, which is the main guy. I can't, I think the, the girl that kept dying was Mayuri or something, or something like that. Something yeah. close to that. And then you have Makise Kurisu. Yeah. Oh gosh, but, I hope no one gets mad at me if I mess up any of these pronunciations. Yeah, no, but, but yeah. when, so when you, you get to like, learn about these characters in their everyday life, so that in that second half, when everything is just going nuts and crazy, and you're, you're like, it, it makes it so much better because of those 10 episodes. So I wouldn't say that those 10 episodes are bad. They serve a purpose. They're just very slow. And so some people are going to have a hard time pushing through that great story ending. But the ending Keep going. Trust yeah, us. The, Keep going. Yeah, the ending wouldn't be as good without those first 8 to 10 episodes. Like, you, it wouldn't... The whole story in a whole, which is what I think makes it such a great series, like Steins Gate, just, like... When it comes to like a masterpiece, it's pretty close for me, because like I like a little hint. It's in my it's in my top five, and the only reason it's not higher than you know top five and top three is purely out of just like bias of liking certain things more than it. Not that like the stories were better, because when it comes to story, I think Steinsgate is easily in my top three for like best written and like storytelling of an anime. And I just enjoyed it that much because of everything. But yeah, those first 10 episodes are really hard at times. Although there are some funny moments and you get to see Mad Scientist mode. And I think that's also what makes those latter 10 episodes so good. Is he goes from this Mad Scientist 
to goofy just, perspective too. So goofy, just so down to earth, and like he understands like human morale, like mortality, because he's of everything he's seen, and he understands like everything he he did up to that point. Like he basically wishes he never did, but he can't escape it now, and it's just it's just a great series. Point the yeah. Although the first ten or so episodes are slow, they definitely are necessary. And yeah, for anyone anyone who likes science fiction will freaking love this. It's also about time travel. For if you don't know, and then moving moving on. Here's like not to be a super huge normie again, but I'm sorry. I have Attack on Titan here. Like it's it's great. What can I say? It's freaking awesome. That's so, another one we overlap on, but my, but like I put as like a little tooltip when I was writing my top ten, if the manga is included, because the man, okay. like I read the manga, up like I'm caught up to the latest chapter, and it just has me so hooked and like I'm just so, like, I think this when this last chapter comes out next month, my heart's probably gonna break and I'm gonna be like, this was amazing yet also incredibly sad and everything leading up to it was going to make it like a masterpiece a classic you know yeah it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be a modern classic if i if i dare say so i mean everyone everyone's heard of it i don't know who hasn't if you haven't and for some reason you live under a rock or something you need to look this up i think it's on everything it's everywhere netflix I think Hulu. I watched it on Hulu. Yeah. It's on the Funimation app. I'm sure it's on the Crunchyroll app. Although soon they're going to be the same thing since you know Sony owns it all. But I mean, um, it's great. It has it has Captain Levi. It has Mikasa, which I could you know critique some things about her character, but it's so rare to see when you read like the manga. A strong, when you uh-huh. when you, if you would read the manga or when you see it in the anime, like. Any trope or problem you have with her character just goes away. Like, it's, it all plays for a reason. There's a purpose behind it. And I don't want to, like, spoil anything, but it, it makes her a much better character towards the end because of all of that simping for Aaron and kind of being a tool for Aaron to use and just, like, a bodyguard for him. And it makes the ending so much more impactful. Yeah, she's still a great character, and it's just so rare to see, like, a strong female lead, especially in a battle shonen. So that's great. And I don't know if I already said Captain Levi, but there's Captain Levi. We all love him. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to be him. He's the best. Okay. And yep. then I have... Uh-huh. I, I, you think, were gonna say. I think Levi... If Levi wasn't in the show, I don't think it would ever have reached the popularity. He carried the early parts of that show on his back, like the iron horse that he is. Like he just, like when Aaron was being a whiny bitch, Army was being a whiny bitch. Mikasa was being badass but quiet. Like he was just like, there's nothing, there's no, there was no substance until Levi comes in and starts, starts beating everyone in the place. And you're like, okay, now I see where this is going to go. You have that badass mentor character that's going to mentor your, your young group of, uh, scouts into become becoming something great and not just 
not just these bratty, whiny teenagers. He's probably the most popular anime character. I think there's some sort of unofficial poll somewhere, maybe on my anime list or some like magazine, but I wouldn't be surprised if he he is the most popular. So you gave your you gave four from your list now, right? I would say two more and that would have been seven, and then I was gonna say my top three, or I can just say five later on. Well, I was gonna give four off of like my bottom four. Go ahead. Go for it. Um, to split it up a little bit, but to start to start out my top ten, we have number ten here, which would be Psychopath season one. And the only reason like it's not higher than ten is because season two is, the- is so god awful that like it just kind of ruins the series. But see, if you just season one, it is fantastic. Start to finish, intriguing. I love the the depth into like the human psyche and how anything can be considered just or good, just depending on the person who believes it or the person who is viewing such an act. So if you're if like and they they show in the show, um, if a certain person believes that killing somebody is the right thing to do and it's a just thing to do it's never going to waver on their mind or their psyche that they killed that person because they believed it to be the right thing to do compared to somebody who maybe kills somebody in a car crash now that's constantly on their mind and you're in this weird utopian world where everybody is judged by their psychopaths which is just their the human psyche and Anyone that hits a certain level basically either gets put into a mental hospital or killed on the spot because they're a danger to society. And the show breaks down that even though they have this system in place, there are people who are going to be able to work around it because they believe in their psyche that what they're doing is the just and right thing. And I just found it the, the first main villain to be incredible he's probably one of the best antagonists in any anime ever um, koga was great can't remember the, the main girl I, she she was kind of annoying at first but she grew on me as the show it went starts on. with an a isn't it a, isn't it a kame or something something like that yeah yeah i love psychopaths as well kogami is one of my favorite characters um, yeah, I love the whole dystopian sci-fi thing as well. The only reason it's not on my top 10 is because I just had some issues with, like, the plot. Like, I just, I had some issues with the plot. I mean, we can talk about it, or we can, maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode, because I think we both love Psychopaths, but, yeah, I would agree. The season one was, for me, too, like, the fact that they wrote Kogami off the show for, like, season two, I'm, like, aware he apparently comes back at some point, but to me, it was just, like, why? And they changed the cast completely. Like, I get it. It's, like, their story, you know, to tell, but I don't know. I got so attached to the characters, it was just really disappointing. Yeah, season, I, I haven't even attempted season three because I just, I lost all faith in that writing. yeah. After I haven't even seen season, season two. two, but just <laughs> going off that first season, I I loved it, and then number nine, which is what we talked about yesterday, uh, last episode. So everyone that's already gonna know why I love it, and that's Golden Time. Obey my top ten, five my favorite romance, 
Hint, hint, Coco. Shh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Number eight, which is normally in people's top three. And if I was, again, if it was purely story, probably my top three as well. But when it comes to just what I liked, and I just had a more of like an attachment to it, it doesn't hit as high. But that's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Love the series. And the only reason it's lower on the list is just personal bias of enjoying, whether it be uh, the art style or just certain characters and other shows above it that made it drop to eight. But if I was to go by just how great the story is and great characters, and it's probably top three, if not number one. There's a reason Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood has been number one on the mouth charts for like last century. <laughs> Since it released, it's been number one, and it's it's there for a reason. And if you haven't seen it, you I'm need to salty get your... that it's higher than Hunter Hunter, but I mean it is a good show. I can see I've seen it too. It's not personally in my top ten, probably for personal biases too. I just couldn't. I've seen it, and like I can see why people love it. I can see why they say it's so great, but just for whatever reason, I could not get so emotionally invested in it. I watched but, the original, uh, yeah. so, like, I already kind of went in with a investment because I already I loved mm-hmm. the original as well. Because I kind of watched the original, and then, like, a year later, I watched Brotherhood, and I hated the original's ending, so being able to see it kind of redone and done properly to the manga was definitely worth it. And I always felt when I first watched the original Full Metal Alchemist that there was a lot of potential for the fight scenes that just was never brought out because anime studios just weren't at that level yet. So it's a lot very basic, which is stuff that, like, in Brotherhood gets ramped up to 10 and all of that potential for the battle systems and the way that alchemy is used is just fantastic and it's beautiful, it's fun. You really get to get into the characters. Um, it is. Mustang's great. Like, the Mustang scene where he's blowing up I'm, I'm, I might get yelled at. I think it was Envy. I'm pretty sure it was Envy that he's blowing up with the fire. But if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I'm pretty sure it was Envy. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> but him blowing up, like him getting mad because of the, the, the other detective's death. God, I can never remember names. What was his name? Detective. Whatever. I can't remember. Whatever the other soldier detective guy's name was, I can't remember off the top of my head because he, he dies very early on, but it's still, you know, because of that death, like, it just, it, it was best. Hughes, Hughes, name, got it, there you go. Detective Hughes, remembered it, okay, don't yell at me, anime community, I remembered it, I know, lovable character, I just, off the back of my head, but because Envy killed him and him had that whole scene of his emotions blowing up and just... The way they showed it, all the snaps, it was just a fantastic scene. Uh, Edward versus Dad was great. Like I thought his dad in original Fullmetal Alchemist was just kind of like it didn't. He he just didn't seem like he had this big character built around him, and he just never kind of hit. Like him kind of coming Brotherhood as a villain was just a lot better than the original Full Alchemist, so that's probably why like it's not I guess it's not 
up there because of just personal bias of enjoying other things, whether they, they made me laugh or cry or more, but it's it definitely it will always be in my top ten. I feel like that's fair. I'm surprised that I didn't get more emotionally invested in it than I did because that type of show is so like up my alley, but yeah, it, it is what it is, you know. And then my number seven is Fate Zero. Like I said before, what's the Fate series? A beautifully animated. The music, amazing. And every character in the show is just, at least in Fate Zero, even probably Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works version, I'd probably say I like every character. I can't really think of one that... Maybe Shinji. I think his name is Shinji. The annoying twerp in the beginning, but past that point. But in Fate Zero, it's amazing. You know, if you haven't seen Fate, it's basically a giant battle. Shinji, are you talking... Shinji? There's a there's a Shinji in Fate Zero? No, in, in the Unlimited Blade Works. I was trying to think of... You... In, I was thinking in, in the, the, the series... To like the Oops, sorry for the cut. Um, due to technical difficulties, we kind of had a recording issue where the recording stopped for a bit before I realized it. Um, I didn't want to break the flow, so I just restarted it. I'm gonna fill the gap right here, right now. So, what we were talking about, or what I was talking about, was my love for Fate Zero and the Fate series in a general, and I was trying to get across was that of all the Fate series I've watched, I've never disliked a character in the Fate series, but Fate Zero had easily the best characters in all of the Fate ser- in all the Fate series. You have your original Saber of, you know, King Arthur, who's a great character, Saber's one, you know, a mainstay and like the poster child for the Fate series is always a Saber character and someone who looks like our original, you know, King Arthur Saber with the blonde hair. Um, but you also have great side characters um, and other heroic spirits like, you know, you have Lancer again with Kula Khan, who's a great character who would, you didn't get to see a lot in Fate Zero. You see a little bit more in Unlimited Blade Works, but still not a much, not a lot. But he was still just such a great character. Um, Gilgamesh, amazing character as always. Uh, he's great in Limited Blade Works, probably even better in Zero, the way uh, he interacts with the other great heroes, and he has the whole meeting of the great kings, and the way he talks, and you kind of get a good understanding of who Gilgamesh really is that you don't get in Unlimited Blade Works, which, which makes it a lot better in my opinion. It just gives that more. You have um Encanter, who's a great fucking rider. Probably he's the only rider that did anything of worth in the series and fate in the general. Like he's the only one that's ever really good any good, in my opinion. Like it's always, you know, it's showing the saber is the best. Uh arguably, which <clears throat> Archer normally seems to be pretty overpowered. Um Lancers are always good, so, you know, this whole outlook of Saber being the best is kind of just like a, th- a plot device to explain why, you know, Arthur is so strong. But the uh, backstory that you get with Kuritsugu and um, Kogami, uh, I messed up his name, but uh, 
the priest guy, I know his name, I just can't pronounce it at the moment. Uh, their little rivalry that you have, and you get to see how Kuichigu goes from being, trying to be his hero of justice and kind of what happened, how he fell into his dark path, and how it matches with what Shiro does in Limited Blade Works. Like, watching Fate Zero just makes Unlimited Blade Works a lot better, and without Fate Zero, Unlimited Blade Works just isn't as good. So that's why Fate Zero is the better version, in my opinion. And that's why it goes in my top 10, other than Unlimited Blade Works. Um, moving on is where I had, we had Overlap, where I had Attack on Titan, and um, uh, Steins Gate. So we talked about that already, and why I enjoyed those shows. Attack on Titan's mostly the manga. Uh, I speak like I like the anime, but it wouldn't be probably in my top ten if it wasn't for the fact that I read ahead in the manga, and I'm excited to see where the anime goes. And I think once it all wraps up, manga, anime included, it'll be easily top five and an instant classic, a modern classic, if you will. It's gonna be great. And Stein's get touched on why I like that, the psychological part towards the end. Um. And just the way the, the ride it takes you on, even though those first episodes are kind of slow, like it builds up into this great story that is Steins Gate. And even leads into the Steins Gate Zero, which is okay. Not as good as the original, but it's still pretty good. Um, and then I had Konosuba, which is probably the best anime comedy I've ever seen. Um, I don't quite remember exactly if I talked about it or not, but easily the best comedy series out there. Uh, if you watch a lot of anime and you, you enjoy the tropes, you'll get a lot out of this anime. I haven't seen a comedy that's made me laugh as much, and so that's why it, it sits in my top five. And From there we go into our top three. She talks about her... Um, top five to three, and I go into mine. Uh, again, sorry for the interruption. If I missed anything, sorry. I, it's hard to remember everything that we talked about and try to go back and pick pinpoint everything isn't the easiest right now, but I appreciate you listening, and we'll cut back to the original recording. The Trust and Betrayal OVAs, it's very like different, and I almost wish that they had produced the tv show in this like sort of style it has a much more mature tone it touches on some very dark themes um if you haven't heard anything about it it covers the like kenshin's life while he was an assassin before the events of the tv series so i highly recommend it i think it's great <laughs> i haven't seen either of those so i can't weigh in on it Never even heard of Mushishi. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, ha I think it's it's pretty, it is surprisingly popular, although, like, nobody talks about it, I guess, because, because, yeah, it's just not, it's not as exciting or, like, fast-paced as, like, the other types of shows that everybody talks about, but, yeah, as I said, it, it's very, very niche, but um, for, like, what it was meant to be, I think it definitely is fantastic. And 
haven't seen any Rurouni Kenshin other than like bits and pieces of when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean the TV series is fine. Like I watched it, I liked it, but it's definitely, it's definitely very like. And I actually do still keep up with the manga, although I'm like very behind. But I think they're still making new chapters. But yeah, the TV series was definitely aimed at like a younger audience. And like the theme of the story is actually like pretty dark and like pretty serious. It's about redemption and like, so yeah, I just felt that like the OA because it was, did seem to be aimed at an older audience did a much better job of portraying that, but it's also like personal preference, but I loved it. It was, and it's very hot, like, this was an OVA. I think it's like four episodes, but it's kind of like the length of a movie. And it is like, well, there's also the fact that I did see the TV series. So I was like kind of inve more invested into that going in, but it is in general hard for me to get invested in anime movies, even though I've seen many that I've enjoyed and like think they're great. But just, I guess, cause it's like a shorter period of time. It's just harder to get invested. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm the same way with movies in general, whether it be animated mm -hmm. or real movies. I, I've always liked TV shows more. I get more invested yeah. in the characters in the story. It just always yeah. seems to hit harder for me in that uh, that stint of, <laughs> you know, sitting down and watching five to ten episodes of whatever five hours would be, you know, compared to two hours of everything seeming rushed and kind of having a bunch of plot holes. Okay. Yeah. So we're down to what your top five top three i just have like my top three left that's all i have as well all right well you want to go ahead i can go ahead yes um, all right um, <laughs> take it away our, my number three we got the controversial good old fairy tale people love to hate fairy tale yet everybody also loves to love fairy tale and i am one of those people who just love fairy tale i get i know all of the issues that it has it's very straightforward power friendship gonna beat bad guy natsu always is the one to just get some power up that helps him win but it's just very enjoyable the whole way through for me at least it was one of the first like i said um last episode was the first anime that like i really watched as an anime and got me into it and so it's just held, it, it holds a special place in my heart. And it'll always kind of be up there because I, I love the characters and all the wacky things that they get into. I love the artwork and the fight scenes. It all plays together. And it used to be like my favorite. But as I've gotten older, like it's down, it's, it's, it's fallen off because of all the anime that I've seen. And I know the plot holes that it has and the tropes that it falls into and the poor writing that is in the show but i still enjoy it nonetheless yeah um, my number two which i don't think you've seen well but... i haven't seen i haven't seen all of it but i've seen like select episodes and like i frequently watch clips of this show on on youtube but go ahead tell them what it is my number two is Shigeki no Soma, also known as Food Wars. If it wasn't for the fact of the lessons that my number one taught me, this would probably be my favorite anime. I just enjoy Food Wars 
so it it does everything a shonen is supposed to do better than most battle shonen. It is a battle cooking shonen show that is just the best shonen that I've ever seen. The only thing is it makes you so hungry. Like every time I watch like clips of this show on YouTube, I'm like, gosh damn it, like now I want but that. The best part is if you read the manga, in the back of the manga there's always a recipe of something they cooked in that that mm-hmm. portion. So if you go get the manga, you can, you know, have and try to cook it for yourself. I mean it's not gonna look nearly as good or probably taste as good, and your clothes aren't gonna blow off. But if they do, I want you <laughs> to, you know, record it, send it to me. So I, I can be like, wow, how do I do that? Because I want to feel that sensation of food that's so good that it makes my clothes blow off. For sure. <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't want that. <laughs> I want to be caressed by honey and, fl- and have bees fly around me. <laughs> food Wars has some of the best characters. Soma is amazing. Again, another Megamine who is best girl. Like, Megumi so is normally the, best girls. Soma is the one with the red hair, right? He's the As main I said, character, I haven't yeah. seen the whole story. Soma Yukihira is the yeah. main character. He's he's just He cooks like, a lot of seafood, right? He cooks all food. He cooks all he's he's yeah. from a Japanese style eatery that him and his dad cooked and he so he kind of specializes in like that home cooked flair. Well he can cook anything. Um there is a character that cooks nothing but seafood that Again, I can't remember his name. He's Alice's henchman. It starts with an R. Um, but I can't remember. I, I, I know it's not Ryuk because that's just Death Note's popped in my head because of the last episode. But it's along that lines. It might be that might be his name. I don't even know. It starts with, I know it starts with an R. But yeah, he's a seafood specialist. And so is Megumi who's also a seafood specialist because she comes from a fishing town as well. But Megumi's cute, and she's, like, immensely talented, although she doesn't have the confidence to back it up, and so she's just easy to love. Soma is the opposite, where he is just so cocky and confident that you just love to watch him beat people down with his cooking skills. The It has etchy in it, but it serves a purpose, and it's funny, it's cute, and it always it just blows your way with how creative they can be with this like this type of etchy style that goes on. And then the battles are it, they're cooking, but they're intense. Like you, your nerve, you have your your nerves running, and it's not like Soma wins all the time. Soma loses a lot. He just gets better off his losses because like unlike other characters in the show who never lose because they've just grown up in this uh, world of cooking with the best of the best. Like, Soma had his dad, who was the greatest chef basically in the whole world, and he never even knew it, but he went against him over almost, I think it's like 400 times or something by the time you meet him, and he's never won. And they just, it's a constant running joke of them counting down how many times he's lost to his dad. And eventually, I'm sure he'll beat him, but even then, like, it's it's just great. It has a great tsundere in Arena. And if you haven't seen I, Food from, Wars, you have to watch it. From what I've seen, I think Soma would probably be my favorite character, but I've been meaning to check it out. I just, like, I think I had told you I started to watch it, like, in its entirety from the beginning, and I put, like, the first episode. But, like, I turned it, but, like, I was with my family <laughs> who don't, who are not familiar with anime. Well, not most of them. And then, like, I think he made fried rice or something, and there was, like, this 
like food gasm scene. I was like, okay, like I better turn this off and just watch this in private some other time. Episode one. He made a pot roast of some sort in episode one. Hmm. Say, okay, I'm thinking of a different episode because it was for sure like then, fried rice or something. In the second, might have also in the first episode, but then he cooks for Irina in the beginning to get into um, the school. And he cooks like eggs. He might have put it over rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he cooks like eggs. And blows her away with that. Early on, Soma cooks a lot of stuff very fast. They break into more of the cooking later on. And there's even out there's a video of Gordon Ramsay breaking down Food Wars. And he was actually impressed. And he's, I, I have to see that. And he's, I have he to was, see he that. was like, he was, this is pretty, he's like, I, these are real terms, and like that makes sense. He's like, I don't understand how this, like, all would come together and make somebody act like this. But I mean, that's legit stuff, and those are legit cooking strategies, and mm-hmm. which is great. Anytime Gordon Ramsay says anything good about something, you know it's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ramsay approved. And then my number one is Gurren Lagann. The Gurren Lagann. Came out 2006, 2007. But still to this day, whenever I watch it, I think just the colorful art style of it is just some of the, the best I've ever seen. I love the art style. I love the characters and the craziness. The belief, like the show teaches you to believe in yourself no matter what the circumstances are. And there's always another ceiling that you can break through. I have a... Multiple different Gurren Lagann stuff in my house. I have a wall scroll that's literally right next to me right now. I have <laughs> t-shirts. I have I have stuff in my car from Gurren Lagann. It's just like I base basically half of my characters when I play video games off Kamina, one of the characters in the show. Like, it's just had such an impact on my life, and it is so amazing. And it's just a wild ride from start to finish. Everything just gets crazier and crazier and crazier to the point where he's where they're throwing galaxies as shurikens, and it's freaking amazing. It is a lot of people love Gurren Lagan, and it, it, it's in the same position for them as me. It's just the best anime to a lot of people and in my opinion it will always be my number one that was so touching (laughs) well thank you all right all right right. well i guess i can finish okay so i have so now i'm left with my top three i'm gonna say num like the number three top favorite and before anyone comes for me i'm well aware that this is not technically an anime it is a chinese animation so i think the correct term is a donghua there's gosh i probably said that so wrong but um but yeah i made the executive decision that it could be in this list and it is mo dao zushi i think it's super underrated i haven't heard a lot of people talk about this show but it's again it's in a historical setting there is a supernatural element element demons there um there's sword fighting 
I got so emotionally invested in this show. I like cried throughout it. I was like angry throughout it. Um, just a fair warning to anyone who does check this out. It can be like a bit confusing in the initial episodes because they introduce a lot of characters. And I didn't know this, but for a lot of the characters, they have like two names. One is like their more casual name that they would use with friends. And then the other is like a more, is like a family name that is just more formal, I guess. That's how most so, Asian cultures are. They, they, most time you get yeah. called by your surname, unless you're very close to somebody. No, no, this thing actually, but it's actually like two different full names. Like, so that, yeah, so I would recommend maybe keeping a character sheet or something. But yeah, I love this anime. It has, um, I love the main, so it's kind of, it's kind of about like cultivation and using, you know, um, the main character, he goes on this path of using like demonic energy to do his cultivation, which is, I guess, like kind of like a supernatural type of power and i don't know he gets he gets betrayed along the way um it's just great <laughs> it's just great highly recommend it um and so then my number oh and also the artwork is like the best artwork i've ever seen i think i think the most beautiful animations i've seen would probably be like violet evergarden made in abyss modao zushi it's fantastic like the landscapes they did was just amazing and like the attention to detail there is just like one kind of bad part where they used like CGI to make this like monster and it looked like pretty bad. But other than that, like top notch animation, I would recommend people see this just for the artwork. And also the music is beautiful. And then so that's my number three. And then like my number one and number two, I kind of like have this internal debate going on of like which one is like better than the other one. And coincidentally, they are both written by the same guy. But I think number two would be Hunter Hunter. And like, you guys can't see me, but I did dress for the occasion. I am wearing a Hunter Hunter shirt. I love this story. I have Should've multiple. I actually almost wore my Food War shirt today. You like, should have. But it you was need to dress dirty. for the occasion. It was dirty, and I was like, I don't feel like doing laundry today. So uh -huh. you know, I'm not gonna wear a dirty shirt. But like, I thought about it just because I. You know, it did pop in my head to wear my food wash shirt. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I have multiple t-shirts. I got multiple posters. I got blankets, pillowcases. I love this story. It is definitely one that is about, like, more about the journey than the destination. Um, I love, like, the main four characters. I think a lot of people, it is a very popular show, so I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it. If you haven't heard about it, check it out. 100%. Okay, well, um, here's one thing that just popped in my head. Who's your favorite character okay. in Hunter x Hunter? Oh, gosh, it's so hard to choose. Um, Gosh, I really like... It, I feel like a lot of people like Kilua, and Kilua, Kilua is one of my, like, favorite characters. But, like, it kind of changes every time I watch the show. I also want to say, like, Hisoka. He's one of my favorite antagonists. I love him. Um... I love Karapika. I mean, Leorio. It's so hard to choose. Who's your favorite? Well, the only true answer is Kilua. Kilua is like... I mean, who doesn't like Kilua? He's awesome. He's an assassin who is also like... 
tr- like trusts his friends and believes in his friends and just holds friendship as a high regard as someone yeah. coming from a killer family. But I got the the most badass scene in all of Hunter Hunter is Karapika when he goes to fight the big beast guy from the um, the Phantom Troop and he brings Uvain. he brings he, a he brings shovel. a shovel. And to a battle because he just knows he's about to whip this guy's ass and then he buries oh. him alive <laughs> like no fucks it's, given. Like, it's still a mystery where the shovel came from if he put it there ahead of time maybe he conjured it we don't know but this guy brought a freaking shovel to the fight and then he freaking battle. buries him at the end the animation of that fight was also super beautiful as well it, um, it's, if you such, guys... it's such it's, and that's the best part with that scene that's never touched on like he just just a shovel there. He just you see the shovel, and it's just like, oh, so he just fucking brought a shovel. Like this guy is so cocky. You don't know why he's that cocky until like well, later on they teach you about Nin. But I don't know if it's cockiness so much as that he was just like so determined. Like, like for those of you, I don't know if there's any of you out there who are not familiar with this show. Um, his character arc is kind of based on he's trying to get revenge for his clan who has these like red eyes. Sorry, he, their their eyes turn red when they have like heightened emotions, and it's like one of supposed to be one of the most like beautiful colors in the world. So his clan gets like massacred by the Phantom Troop, and they like take everybody's eyes. He's the only survival survivor. So like all he's living for is to take revenge on the Phantom Troop and get like get the eyes back. So I feel it was more just like determination that like he has to do this. There is no other way. He has to beat Uvo Jane. And yeah, he brings the shovel and like it's so beautiful as well. Like when he's fighting Uvo Jane, it's like um it takes place during the night and it's like a blood moon. So the moon is like red and his he's like his eyes are red. Yeah, he takes off like his contact because he wears contacts to like conceal his identity and he takes them off at like some point uh during the fight. And I think at that point, Ubu yeah, Ubu Jean like, asks him why. Him. Why do you want to kill us so bad? And then he takes the eyes off, and he instantly knows. And then Ubujin gets excited because he's like, "Oh, we finally get to finish off this worthless clan, uh-huh. just trying to piss him off." And he just goes and beats the living shit out of him. Yeah, I think that's probably one of my favorite fights in anime. Like, there's this part two where Karapika um, like entraps him in the chains and stuff, and he's like. And, like, Uvo Jean tells him something like, like, let's see which, like, stronger, like, your grudge or, like, my, does he say, like, my muscle? He says, like, something like that, but, oh, gosh, it's so emotional. I love that fight. <laughs> but one of the things that, like, that I think I had an issue with, that I only seen, like, two fights. Um, I think, I, I know that the fan troop fights more in the Chimera Ant arc, but in those two fights... They're facing like low level antmen, ant people, whatever they were called, um, like low tier ants, and like having oh, a ants, rough, yeah. having a rough time. Whereas like at that point, Gon and Killua are just blowing through them. Like it's I like at that point, like Killua has like is getting getting close to his god speed, and he is just dominating anyone that comes in touch with him. And so for like having Karapika putting that like Nin restriction on him. And then going through and to, to where he can kill them, and like that's the only reason he had that much power, kind of gets negated back because like at, by the time like an arc later, like Gon and Killua are just far superior than him and could probably whip the entire Phantom Troop, other than maybe Hisoka and 
uh, Crollo, Crollo, yeah, Crollo, their leader. Yeah, Crollo. I don't know. The Phantom Troop is pretty badass, but yeah, it would be interesting. That's like, unfortunately, as we said, the story is not completely finished, so we never really get to see yet. Hopefully, it will be he, finished. Yeah, he releases We're all like holding a chapter hope, every but... like two chapters a year. Yeah, <laughs> so we don't get to see how that turns out, but. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll probably we'll probably end up doing like a whole episode on like Hunter Hunter. There are like other fights in there that I like really enjoyed, but I don't want to get like too sidetracked. But yeah, great anime. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go see it. I feel like we've said that about a lot of shows already today, but like I really mean it <laughs> for Hunter Hunter. And then so, anyways, my number one is also written by the same guy. This one has such a special place in my heart. I don't know if it'll like ever be dethroned, but it's Yu Yu Hakusho. In my opinion, the best show of the 90s. You know, some may disagree, but to me it is. Um, the characters are just so awesome. The main four, you have Yusuke, Kuwabara, um, Hiei, and Kurama. And like, you feel like, I really felt like these characters were like my friends. You just like, it's just like that type of way. Um, Yusuke is one of my favorite protagonists um, in all of anime. He might not be like one of my favorite characters, but I feel like it's very, like usually like a lot of shows that you watch, like the protagonist, the main protagonist is like not your favorite character. You know, like in Hunter x Hunter, most people like prefer Killua and Attack on Titan. Everybody like loves Levi and like, I guess Yusuke still might not be my favorite character in Yu Yu Hakusho, but he's one of my favorite protagonists. He's just like this, he's this like, he starts off as this like, well, I guess he kind of remains, he's a juvenile delinquent. And um, he has like all these, he has all these like crazy comebacks. He's a savage. He doesn't let like anybody tell him nothing. Um, another thing I love about this show is the music. They do reuse, like, maybe the same, like, five or six songs for the soundtrack, but, like, they're just so perfect. They always, like, fit the mood. The opening is one of my favorite, op- it's, like, my favorite, my favorite or one of my favorite openings ever. I have watched this show from, like, start to finish multiple times, and I have never, ever <laughs> once skipped the opening that I know of. Which like kind of concerns me because now I was like getting kind of curious. Like I'm not, I forget. I think it has like 114 like episodes. So like now I'm kind of like concerned. Like how many days of my life have probably been spent like cumulatively listening to this opening? But yeah, it's that good. Um, the music. I love the endings as well. It has like I think it it was released. I think I want to say like 1991 or something. So it has that early 90s flair to it, and I like. It is like a hint of the 80s too. Um, It's great. Like I am well aware that there are things you can critique about this show, but just like, it just, what can I say? It has a special place in my heart. I love it. I'm like debating. I don't know if I would say I like Hunter Hunter more. I don't know. Both Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter have like my favorite, like main four cast of characters, but I think I like the Yu Yu Hakusho ones a bit more, but yeah, I kind of went on a rant there, but I love this show, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, and I haven't 
completely seen it because as a which really hurts me as a young adult i thought the whole idea of a guy using finger guns was the dumbest thing i've ever heard in but my there's entire like life. an ex but it, there's like a, it's not like he just has a power gun like there's a whole like the power system in yu haku show is spirit energy kuwabara also has like a sword that he makes from his spirit energy so it's not like it's comes out of nowhere and there's more ridiculous stuff out there we gotta be honest like <laughs> yes i get that and we i we have talked about possible episodes in the future of literally going me going through and watching the, us re-watching yu haka show her re-watching me actually watching it and oh, doing I've like breakdowns of uh, chunks of episodes as you know we, i finish them so that is a possible thing in the future. I think I could watch this show like every day and just like never get bored. <laughs> Which is kind of sad. I've but, never like, rewatched an anime because there's just so much anime, it's hard to go back and rewatch them. Unless I'm trying to show somebody an anime, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, it's like my excuse to watch anime a second time. So I gotta show somebody this so I can have an excuse to rewatch it. No, I've seen no. I I I do rewatch like shows from time to time. I've seen like Hunter. I think I've seen the whole like 2000. Is it 2011? I've seen it dubbed. I've seen it subbed. I've seen the I've seen the 1999 version as well, which I think has also has really great things about it. Like I really liked. Obviously, the animation in the 2011 version is like far superior. But at least in the night, like in the 1991, especially during the Phantom Troop arc, it had a much darker tone, which I really appreciated because I like that type of stuff. But um, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho, <laughs> love it. <laughs> and there we go. That is our top ten. I'm sh- one of the reasons we wanted to do this early is to see if they change as time goes on. I'm sure mine will because. Other than, other than, like, my top three, everything else can be flipped around in order or possibly even just taken out. Like, depending on how Attack on Titan ends and how it's animated, I might, that might fall out. Um, I might see a romance in the future that I enjoy more than Golden Time and that takes its place. Psychopaths could easily get knocked out because of how bad the season two was and something could take place. I would say season one of Psychopaths is like definitely around the periphery of my top ten. Yeah, and then yeah, there's a lot of my top twenty five that could jump up depending on how things go. And we can we'll, we'll probably break into like going from you know eleven to twenty five at some point maybe. Um, but that is our top ten, and we are planning for our next episode next week to do our reviews on what the seasonal anime that's coming out now. We're each watching some, a little bit of, of some stuff, more of others, depending on how much we enjoy it and plan to give our thoughts and if we recommend watching or just, you know, skip those because we know that not, there's 40 seasonal anime that come out every year. Not everyone has time to sit down and watch all of them so it's it's good to find go find what you think is the good stuff get that watch it you know because i'm sure everyone has a backlog as big as mine where they they, they need they can't just keep adding they eventually got to start cutting down on it 
Yeah, I'm excited for our next episode. I've seen been watching a lot of good animes. It's been a great season. I've like only watched a little bit of new anime and have mostly been sequels. <laughs> because, you know, like I don't know. I it's easy to watch something. And I'm like, man, this is really good. And it's just hard to get as I watch a couple episodes and then I'm just hooked because I was already hooked on it before. Yeah. So it gets you, brings you back to those feels. I don't like give anything away for the next episode, but like knowing you and your preferences, I feel like there definitely is one that would be this season that would be a strong contender for your top ten or maybe your top twenty-five. So I'll be interested to hear your thoughts about it. I have like an idea of the of two that you could possibly be talking about, but <laughs> we'll get to that next week. So that's going to end our episode, guys. Have yeah. a, a wonderful day and hope to hear from you guys next week. Yeah, thank you for joining us.